0: And welcome to the festive edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Joining in the virtual studio tonight, I've got Paul. Paul, how you doing? All right, how are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks, mate. Pendles, how's it going? Thailand night. Merry Christmas, time. Thank you very much, and to you too. I'm Barry, how's it going? It's good,
1: I feel like I'm sassy with three wise men.
0: Oh, you've got other people around yours then at the minute. I'll tell you what, if I carry on on this whiskey, I'll have a red nose. <laughs> right. right then, should we uh, should we delve straight into the game on Saturday, the Fleetwood Town game? Not a bad game overall, was it? Uh, good results Possession was quite even, shots even, pretty even game throughout. David the dirtier side, Joey Barton side, which resulted in three yellows to their one. And uh, Ollie Crankshaw netting um, a late equaliser for the Latics. Barry, what was your thoughts on the game?
1: A decent performance, especially second half. But I think the weather spoiled it, didn't it? Somewhat. Very blustery for both sides. I think they had the better of the first half and, and we had the better of the second half. But we still, that wind was difficult for them to deal with. But it was good good to grab that late equaliser. Sometimes it feels like a win, doesn't it, when you grab one of them. And Brilliant stuff from uh, Oli Crankshaw there. Bullet header in the, in the last minute. You can't beat it. Well, I say last minute. There was a, a chance for... We would have to, wouldn't it? And Jamie Jones managed to get his answer to to. Uh, After his namesake
2: his namesake had made a mistake. Tom Jones.
0: Yeah, um, I was. I was I, he made some important saves, didn't he, Jamie Jones, uh, on um, on Saturday, but again was beaten from a long range power driver. What's your thoughts, Adam?
2: I mean, there's a pattern. I've, I've said. I've said all along that I think. I'm not saying it was a it was a fundamental error, but he gets beat a lot with long range shots. I think it's his weakness in his game. Maybe he's not set 100. Uh, percent Because they're not really going through him as such, are they? He just doesn't seem to ever get to them if they're in the corners. Um, I think like other parts of his game, like he catches pretty well, and he he's obviously um, controls his box, and he's very good at point blank range. You know, he's made a lot of saves, one on ones, and point blank range this year. He is what he is, you know. We're, we're League One side with no owners, no manager, and we've got a keeper who think that I think it's all right at this level. You know, I, that's that's my view on him. He's not fantastic, but we've had a lot worse. No,
0: he's, <laughs> he's,
2: he's rescued the point?
0: So, so you're saying it's all down to Jamie Jones that he he got us the point?
3: No, but I tell you what, if they'd score, it'd be his fault that they didn't get a point. Possibly, it, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the fault of the centre halves that have let the player through it you know, throw on goal, it'll be the keeper's fault.
2: There's, there's, there's always got to be one, answer there? I've noticed quite yeah. a lot of fans, particularly after the Rochdale and Accrington games, who were having, giving, a, giving... I know he's had a little bit of stick on here, but I've seen a lot of people giving him stick. You know, there are, you can't possibly give Nersmith stick, so they now have to move on to uh, <laughs> move on to Jamie Jones. He's the next one. i
1: with you, Adam, a little bit, though, that it, it's his weakness in his game, definitely. And I I think we've been sussed a little bit with it as well with uh, the Oppos because there's a lot of long range shooting coming in, isn't there? You know, we're not talking edge-at-box shooting. We're talking 25, 30 yards out and they're having a a pop. I wonder if it's... I mean, we saw him last season with the drink at gate when he, you know, he he wasn't concentrating. We've seen him this season pick a couple of back passes up. I just (laughs) wonder if if he's got a concentration-type problem. You know, where he's, he's not... I'm not saying he's not focused, but I mean, I'm the same. I drift quite, if, if I'm in a meeting for more than half an hour, I start drifting. I wonder if he's the same, you know, his mind's drifting a little bit. I mean,
2: for, for me, I, I like him, I think as well, I think he's, he's meant to be a good character as well in the dressing room. I'm sure he's trying to keep, sort of keep the spirits up. And the other thing that, what, if, if you're saying that's a tactic, Barry, do you not think we should be closing down a bit more? Because I think we do that on crosses. I think we let crosses in too easily. And I think we're letting them shoot too much. Like The Rochdale game was proof of that. How many like, shooting opportunities did we give to them? I think we've got to close them down a bit more. and, and not. In
3: normal circumstances, you uh, the opposition shooting from 30 to 35 yards, it's exactly where you want them shooting from, isn't it? Well, not, not, um, if,
2: they're, not if they're completely... I mean, I don't get me wrong, they to having to rush a shot from that distance. But if you've got time to line it up, you know, they are professionals. Yeah, even Ronnie really Rapkin radf- radf-
3: radf- to crack it. Radf- radf- yeah. It should be meat and drink, shouldn't it, from that distance? It's only meat and drink if you're alert to it. And the concentration thing, it's an easy label to make, but. Right, we're saying it's a pattern, isn't
0: it? Um, it was good to see Naismith and Keane um, back in that uh, starting lineup again. Uh, what kind of influence do you think they've had since
1: the return? I think I think Cal's always got a good contribution to, to the team, especially at this level. I mean, this this past twelve months has been has been quite fantastic, to be honest. And he's proven himself to be a quality player at League One level. So it just makes a massive difference when he's in the team. He's got a great first touch. Um, he He's not afraid to use both feet now. He'll go past a man. He can track back. Uh, he's also quite good at motivating the players around him. So, yeah, I think I think he's um, you know, he's, he's indispensable, really. We really do miss Cal Smith when he's not in the team. Will Keane, I've been, I've been quite really impressed with him because when he first came in, I was a little bit unsure. We'd had him before alone, not And I was thinking he didn't do a great deal then. But his work rate's top class. Yeah. Uh, he always does that little back, uh, which is quite good. And, and, you know, you think opposition will be you know, aware of that by now, but he, he gets away with it time and time again. Yeah, I thought he had a good game on Saturday as well. And I'll tell you somebody else, if you don't mind me saying this, uh, Simon, I thought Gardner's improving. I, mean, we, I think we mentioned it last week or the week before, that we think he's improving uh, with, with his fitness levels the more games he plays. and Again, I think he's leading by example. And he's uh, proving to be a little bit of an asset at the moment. He's, he's doing really
2: well. well I was, was back, on, back on the bench as well, wasn't he, on Saturday? Another experienced player back in the squad. Obviously not quite 100%, otherwise he'd
1: have been on the pitch.
0: So I was going to mention Gardner, because uh, I know that, uh, you know, obviously being critical, not too critical, but, you know, we we, we have mentioned his ability and performances uh, over, over recent weeks, but... Has suffered some bad injuries over recent years, hasn't it? So, like you say, it is good to see him improving, and it's good to have those senior uh, professionals doing doing a job for the lads at isn't it?
2: I think, but the two players Barry's just mentioned there as well. I think what they have got in common is they've had really bad injury problems through their careers. They just, even Will Keane, even when he's been with us, you know, I mean, he, he's had at least two two breaks now, hasn't he? Where he's not been, he's not played. For a few matches because he's picked up a niggle, so he just needs a spell, doesn't he, really, where he can, you know, play a few games and I'm sure he's gonna help if he's up there, isn't he? Anything else on the Fleetwood game before we move on? The commentator getting all the names wrong.
0: Oh that, that was that was something else. It was BBC Radio Lancashire we ended up with, wasn't it? And the the commentary was uh, we had Tom Jones playing for us. Crunkshaw, Crankshaw, Crunkshaw,
2: Crunkshaft. Crunkshaft. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Tom, Tom Jones crossed it in, and then Tom Jones got on the end of it as well, at one point. Was, um, there was one particular, it was a midfielder for Fleetwood,
0: who he was constantly saying, seemed really uh, keen with. But, uh,
2: yeah. It, it, oh, yeah, Kyle Joseph keeping Garner, right?
0: Yeah, Kyle Joseph keeping Joe Garner. That was an interesting point. We had It was good to hear Tommy on there. And it made me laugh, obviously he's not done his research, he only found out that Tommy played for lattics at half-time.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, I'm uh, sure he called him Tommy Gorp at one point. Tommy
3: Gorn was his yeah. goal
1: too.
2: Him, he, asked yeah. him if he, he asked him if he went to Wembley. <laughs> <The> <laughs> legend, asking him if he went to Wembley for final. Oh
0: dear. But, uh, you know, we never thought we'd say it, but bring back Ash.
2: I, I mean, Ash has always done a
3: good job, hasn't he? No, credit where it's too... I, I, I used to like that old Duffer that was on... Um, Graham Lovett. Yeah, Graham it. Lovett. It. He used to just lose He's the plot. He's a like, man, oh, great, oh, 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 it's the goal. <laughs> you know, they're they, they playing for your team after the con- hometown commentators. Yeah. You know, I, I used to call it Parties on FM because that's exactly what you
0: get. And, and it's good fun. You say that, Paul, they're shouting for the home team, but... Uh, one of our specials that we've got out at the moment, Tommy uh, Gore and Guy Clark special. I tell you what, Guy Clark, he, he bled blue and white when he was uh, on that commentary for Attics. As much yeah. as does as well, you know, listening to Ash really get into it. I remember watching some footage of Ash at uh, Peterborough. They had like a GoPro or something filming them as they were commentating. And, and uh, I think Max Power scored. Uh, but a, obviously it was a few goals did we win 3-2 or something like that down at Peterborough that night and uh, he's going oh, man. he's going absolutely bananas it was Guy on then? no it was Ash it was Ash Oh,
2: sorry yeah I think it said Guy
0: right yeah. so like I said that is out now the Tommy Gore and Guy Clark podcast it's a good listen for all ages Yes. Barry I'm going to come to you for the uh, next point on the agenda uh, just to see if you know anything Uh, because people just seem to talk to you. I know your phone's constantly ringing. Anything with the takeover latest? Has anyone dropped you any hints or any news or have you heard anything on the Grapevine?
1: Uh, I've heard nothing official or uh, on the Grapevine. I've heard a lot of unofficial stuff saying, um, I've just looked at my phone and sent me a text message saying they've heard that it's already been approved. And they're just waiting to announce it. I don't know how true any of that is. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it had been approved. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if it got knocked back. It It's one of them situations, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It was it Liam Richardson today said in the post, we need a decision so the club can move forward one way or the other. And I think we do. I think we're at that stage now where, you know, something, we need a positive coming out of this, whether that positive is giving it to the Spanish consortium yeah. or whether it's you know, saying, that's it, we don't want you. Uh, it's, something needs to happen. Uh, and if it's been approved, well, you know, we'll all get behind them. And, and, uh, we have to, you know, we
2: have to, we have to give them a chance, no matter what our views are to start with. We have to, we have to give it, all get behind the club. There's no other choice. What's the point of getting, what's the point of getting on the back of the owners before they've even done anything? Well, I think, I think if it doesn't go through, I, I, th- I think that's goodbye Wigan Athletic in league, in league one. Because I just don't think anything else will get done quick enough to to uh, to be able to offer new contracts and to get some new players in in the January window. It's um, if you if you um,
0: if you believe in superstitions, um, Moreno purchased Lagunas on the twenty fourth of December two thousand and eight. Could it happen tomorrow, twenty fourth of yeah. December, twenty twenty? One and sure to take over latest. There is no takeover latest, really. We're still, we're still in the same position we were last week. We're waiting with bated breath, keep refreshing Twitter. Um, the injury list—it's coming down slowly, but surely. Lee Evans is—he's got a knee issue, hasn't he? And we've already touched on Matty Palmer. Could be back in the first uh, eleven on Saturday, which would be a, a massive boost. Who would you bring him in for?
2: Adam? it's is a you... tough one because I think Mary. I think either one of Mary or Perry for me. Um, yeah. just, just just, not because... Of, I, I just think having a bit more experience in there, but which one? Probably over the last two or three games, I think Mary's stepped up a bit. Perry's done all right. I'm not, not having a go at him, but I think Mary maybe has just stepped up that little bit more. So probably I'd, if Palmer comes back in, then uh, keep marrying. Um, don't think we've got anyone else due back, have we? On, on Sunday, you'll get your Burton preview
0: courtesy of Barry and Dan. But today we're going to look forward to the game against Shrewsbury Town. Barry, who's the man in the middle?
1: This week's uh, Ref Watch focuses on Seb Stockbridge from Newcastle. How 14 he? games this season. 51 yellows, 2 reds. Uh, he's refed us a few times down the years. Last time was away at Fleetwood in the first game of this season in the EFL Cup where we were 2-0 up and ended up losing 3-2. Before that, uh, he'd done five games, all in the league, and we have not lost one. In fact, we'd won four of them and, and drawn one. So, it's a, a little bit of a lucky ref uh, for the Lattics. So, he's the guy in charge, Seb Stockbridge, and he's a bit more experienced than what we've been having of late, Apart from the 58-year-old, of course.
0: Yeah. Uh, Adam, have you managed to get someone this week for us? Have
2: you done your job? Uh, it is the SLO from uh, Shrewsbury. Glynn over to you, Glynn.
4: So our season so far has been mixed. Uh, I think it's fair to say at Shrewsbury Town this season, we started incredibly badly under Sam Ricketts with sort of a historically bad start to the season uh, in our club's history. Um, eventually led to the sacking of Sam Ricketts, which was uh, more, more than fair based on the way things were going and then looked to bring in a new manager and, and settled on Steve Cottrell, who's brought some much-needed experience. And obviously, as you've seen from our recent results, two draws and then three victories over teams that could have gone top uh, on the day we played them. Um, it's been a, a remarkable turnaround, really. So, yeah, we've certainly gone out of the relegation zone now and started to look in a more positive way. Um, and, and we're sort of hoping it continues, really. And I suppose Wigan uh, on Saturday, uh, well, sorry, the Boxing Day game, will be a, a bit of a marker, really, for, for how it goes. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be interested to see, see how that game goes and whether we can continue our upper trajectory. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of star player, um it's been difficult, really, this season. We were so poor at the start of the season, not one player really stood out um, in terms of their performance level. Um, some of them have been pretty average um, and the ones that did stand out have now kind of fallen out of favour under um, the new manager. But I think one player who's maybe been the most consistent um, for us this season is Josh Vella, um, a player that played a lot at League One level for Bolton and and at various other clubs, he, he did pretty well and he's starting to come to the fore in our team um, in a slightly more deeper midfield role alongside Ollie Norburn. Um, com- combative, um, does get an occasional red card which is a bit of a problem but um, wins the ball back and is a bit metronomic really in midfield and, and has really got us going in these five games under um, Steve Cottero he looks to be a, a big part of the team really so yeah not not much of a, a star in terms of star power we've obviously got Leon Clark and Mark Pugh and Charlie Daniels who probably have all had better careers but um, none of them have really been playing all that regular to, to warrant a star player billing although to be fair to Charlie Daniels he has started to improve so yeah in terms of the best player so far this season I think Vela probably covers that um Leon Clark, um, it's been an interesting one since he joined the club, um, came in and initially looked quite good on the first couple of appearances he made for us when we were really struggling and I think he, he bagged one goal that was a winning goal away at Wimbledon, um, which was absolutely vital for us at the time, otherwise we may well have been cut cut adrift by the time Cottrell came in, but unfortunately, you know, as age he picked up an injury um, and, and was out of the team for I think about probably a month now, um, but just returned um, for our last game away at Doncaster, we won at the weekend and came on late on and, and offered uh, a bit of a different thing for Doncaster defenders to deal with and certainly still looks to have the quality um, and actually still looks to have the fitness, something we were worried about with a bit of an older player um, to, to be useful as, as we go through the rest of the season now. So I certainly can see him as he as he came on against Doncaster playing a part in the Wigan game. Um, so yeah, you may well get to see see what he's got to offer then. But um, yeah, I, I think more to come from him is certainly the way that Shusby Town fans are viewing him. So my, my favourite Wigan game um <laughs> Bit of an interesting one really it's just in my very first season of support issues and I didn't actually go to it but I remember the result um, quite vividly because it was a season where we went on to get promoted um, and actually win um, football league division three in 93-94 90, uh, it was so yeah a 5-2 victory um, 27th of November 1993 at Wigan um, yeah we, we had two goals from Wayne Clark and a hat trick from Dean Spink and it was a, a thoroughly comprehensive win um, in a run where we, we didn't lose for absolutely ages in the league and, and eventually went on to win the league as well so almost like uh, after a couple of sort of draws that season we felt that like we might have drifted away and actually it was the sort of springboard then to, to even better things and a game that is, is really fondly remembered by Shoesby Town obviously we had some good games in the, in the season we were both going promotion to the championship a few years back but you had the better of us in those games you had a win and a draw so we don't look at those so fondly now but um, yeah I guess that one in 93 really stands out to me Callum Lang was, was fantastic for us. Um, yeah, we've not had many good players over the last few years, I suppose, in terms of some League One struggles. But certainly came in and offered enough to make you think that we were we were hoping we'd kind of keep him. And obviously he's gone up to Scotland now and, and is doing the business to a certain extent up there for for uh, various uh, things for Dundee, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, town fans would have liked to have kept Callum Lang. He was but he was pretty pacey. He was strong. He was direct, liked to run at players. Um, you know, scored a fair few goals for us as well in you know, a team that was struggling for goals and. Um, yeah, it did did well really. I met his dad actually in a in a in a bar under the ground um, during the season he played for us, and he kept telling me that the position he was playing being played in at Shrewsbury Town was not his natural position. And I think his dad was probably right because I think we could have got more out of him, which was a shame. But in terms of his suitability to League One, I, I can't believe that he hasn't you know someone didn't give him a crack, or I think yourselves didn't give him a crack because he certainly looks to have the quality enough to play there for us. But um, yeah, maybe 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 we'll see him another day down the line in League One, um, and I think he's a decent player. So this is a really interesting game for a Schubertown fan to predict, really, because, as I say, we have just won three consecutive um, away games at teams who are basically you know, could have gone top. You know, I think they're now currently first, second and fourth. So a staggering a series of results, really, not something we've done for a very long time in terms of the quality of opposition. So interestingly, you know, playing a, a Wigan side, really, who are down near the bottom, I suppose, rather than the teams we've just played. It gives us a different challenge. We possibly have more of the ball than we've had in these last three games. So. Will maybe need to be the ones that try to push on, um, but I think it'll be tighter than people expect. Having looked at our last three results, um, and and maybe we'll revert a little bit to um, st- still not getting a lot of goals, We're only getting one in a game. So I think it'll be tight. Um, I think I'd probably take a one-one draw after the last couple of results we've had, but I, I can see a snick in it and going on to record four away victories, which is, which would be pretty crazy to be fair. So um, I can see a snick in it two-one, but I think it will be a very competitive game. And I think that um, Boxing Day games, you know, normally quite competitive, aren't they? So um, yeah, it should be a good game, and I hope everyone enjoys it.
2: Yeah, so quite interesting, really. Um, I mean, spec- going into this game, they must be full of confidence. They've just beaten the three of the top six. They're a bit like us, really. They always seem to win games against the size and the other top of the league. Uh, and I was also interested in, which might bring us on to another matter in January about. I asked him about Lang and his suitability for this division. He said he was really, really good last season.
3: He
2: said he's. You know, he's really surprised that he's that only no one side has really taken a punt on him. So, you know, maybe maybe if he does come back, he, he might add something to uh, to the to the team. So, yeah. we obviously, uh, we wish them uh, wish them a merry Christmas, but on and there we'll be stuck into them, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, and um,
0: previously we have played them seventeen times. We've won five, drawn seven. And lost five. Um, for me, I'd like to um, see that one category go up. Barry, have you got something you'd like to say?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just Shrewsbury is one of the uh, one of those teams from the glory days of uh, our non-league era in the FA Cup. The first meeting uh, was an FA Cup first round tie back in 1974 November. Uh, we drew one apiece down at Gay Meadow. We were in the Northern Premier League um, and they were in the All Fourth Division. And then we beat them on the Monday night. We played the replay on the Monday night at Springfield Park and beat them 2-1 in front of 11,860 fans. Tommy Gore and Albert Jackson scoring the two goals. And ironically enough, nice. the, last, the last meeting that we had was... Uh, on Boxing Day, so we're meeting them again on, on Boxing Day, and that was also in Wigan, uh, back in 2017, it was a, a goalless draw, but there was the 11,000 on that day as well, so, I don't think the 11,000 on this coming Boxing Day, but, uh, yeah, so they're one of those teams from the from our glory days as a non-league side that we uh, dumped out the FA Cup.
0: Right, uh, Adam, how do you see the game going Saturday? Uh, not Saturday, is it? It's not Saturday at all. It's,
2: it's, 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 you know, I'm completely it, lost for days. Yeah, we've not. Christmas hasn't even started and you're lost for days, but it is Saturday sign. So. Um, it's a scene similar to the Accrington game in a way where their form is exceptional coming into the game. Um, was is okay. You know, we we've, we've take the Rochdale game, I, we've played pretty well over five of the last six games, haven't we, really? Um, I don't think it's a bad game for us. They're going to be full of confidence. I think it's better when sides look to win against us, you know, look, look to come out and attack. Um, you know, we've got, as I said, a couple of players coming back. I think we could get a win in this game by three goals to one.
0: Paul?
3: <clears throat> yeah, there's a, I... A guy at work's a Shrewsbury fan. Um, Obviously, since the time when we were tussling for the the title, they looked like they were going to be our our prime contenders. They've never really got back to that stage. Um, They've just kind of bumbled along and struggled on. Um, But then, obviously, we've been higher and a lot lower. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll go one apiece.
1: Barry? Yeah, I think it's a difficult one to predict because, like I don't said before, we we seem to do well against the the better sides uh, or the sides that are higher up in the in, in the league positions. Well, having said that, uh, Shrewsbury, uh, I've seen them t- still tip for a playoff place because you know the 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 are uh, recognised as being one of the better teams in the division, even though they're in the bottom four with us. So that that's my to go to our favour again where we keep that run going I'm going to be optimistic here uh, and I'm going to go for 2-0 Wigan Athletic home win on Boxing Day
0: Is that something that you'd put into the production league as well? Is that something you'd uh...
1: That is yeah I think it'll be uh, one nil at half time uh, their ticket in will be weighing heavy in their guts and we'll give them that little bit of extra stuff that they, that they missed off the plate it'll be 2-0
0: yeah, absolutely Uh just before we finish off Adam, is something that you'd like to to bring to the table, isn't there?
2: Yeah, th- thank you uh thank you Mr. Chair Yeah, so a friend of mine um Michael Michael Goff um I would not say he's, he's a Man United fan, but he has he is a bit of a glory on to when it comes to Latics. He, he got involved with the uh, the F, the FA Cup and um yeah, he's turned turned into a little bit of a DJ, really mixing mixing songs. And where this came from is a tragic situation about 12 months ago, where his best uh, his best mate, uh, friend for life, um, Craig Jones, known affectionately as Jonah, who was also at the Latics semi final against uh, Millwall, um, and they both liked that kind of trance music so that's why he sort of tried to mix this song but tragically 12 months ago he, he, he took his took his own life um you know leaving behind a wife and uh, a child and obviously lots lots of good friends um and I think it's in, we've, we've talked about this a lot during the course of the last few months about sort of mental health and people looking after each other and sort of don't you know Underfunded it is very much underfunded. So there are, there are lots of uh, good organisations out there. And this latest song, what is created, which is actually a very pertinent, name it's called "Save Me." Um, and um, the proceeds of that song, any any royalties, will go to Calm, uh, the, uh, the the charity that's actually dedicated to the prevention of uh, suicide. So we'll put, the, we'll put all the details um, in the description uh, rather than me reading them all, all out. Um, there's a Just giving site and we'll link that in on the uh, Facebook. So welcome to, uh, to Goffy for doing that and setting that up and um, encourage all the listeners to get involved and try. and Even if you're not into trance, uh, at least give it a go uh, for a good cause. Thanks, Si. I
0: think all that's left to do is to wish everyone a a very Merry Christmas from us all at the Progress with Unity podcast. Have as good a one as you can do. Make sure you stay safe and we'll be back with you next week. And on that note, it's goodbye from me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from us.
1: All the best, everybody. It's the most
3: wonderful time of the year.